come take a listen and a pause to all of the flow. To the places of wonder and thoughts with insights to grow. So take a sit or a walk, perhaps with a pot of tea, to explore flow beyond what the eyes may see. welcome or thank you or you know this co-host name thing seems a bit strange and new to me I mean say however you feel yeah I was just telling you I felt like I was gonna be submerging myself in a pool and that pool was a stage and that stage was with empty chairs of people were somehow listening but I couldn't see them And do you want them to see you? Well, given the format of this podcast, probably not. You know, I think I see them enough in my imagination. (laughs) Maybe they don't have their their pants on, you know, to imagine the other person with their boxers. Oh, yeah. Then it kind of all brings it back. Why? Oh. What brings you? What brings you here? I was just gonna ask you that, Sarah. <laughs> Oops. I already said your name, so oh, I've said God. too much about you. <laughs> I've revealed too much. <laughs> All this known. <laughs> All right. My name is Sarah. Last name, Gordon. My name is Sophie. First That's name, Sophie. Sophie. Last mm-hmm. name, Jacob. Okay. What brings you here? I think an amalgamation of things, really. You bring me here. Our topic brings me here. This mm-hmm. weird, strange, socially distant but hopefully emotionally engaged time brings me here Mm -hmm. tell me tell me some things about you intrigue me intrigue you okay well I would describe myself as someone who is pretty intuitive, pretty sensitive, pretty introspective, goofy at times, can be dreamy. My head can be in the clouds sometimes, and I try to be kind and compassionate when I can. But that's that's a work in progress. I like to keep my life kind of uncomplicated, but here we are making a podcast, which is kind of complicating my life in a good way, though. Hmm. Um, 
I just graduated from Mount Holyoke College. These are the fun technicalities of my life. Mm-hmm. The BA in psychology. Is that, is that what you call it, a BA? Bachelor's of Arts. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, psychology. Really into mindfulness. Really into healing, holistic health, being creative, being outdoors. Love traveling. I've lived in three countries in my life up till now, and I'm only 22. So I like to say I have three different families as well. So if they're listening right now, hi or hola. So, yeah, enough about me, Sarah. I've actually, uh, I have some questions for you. I don't think oh, I've ever asked you this before. Oh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so at my school, or Mount Holyoke College, people were obsessed with this question, asking people, what is your zodiac sign? Oh, honestly, I will disclose. I really don't know anything about zodiac signs. I don't I knew keep it. up with the stars and the signs. If you knew it, why'd you ask the question? I just wanted to like confirm mm-hmm. what I already knew. Mm. Okay. All right, are you ready for your next question? I am. Okay. If you could have an alter ego. Who would that person be? Like, what would their personality be like? And what would their name be? Well, honestly, my first thought was the word ego. Sounds, I think uh, a big strife in my life is to uh, live with less ego. And I I hesitate to, to answer that as an alter ego. I feel like it's kind of a another personality, like another self. And I I think as a person, we all have extensions of ourselves in different ways. So it's, I think it's, I think instead of asking who, who is it, it's more of what part of myself do I want to emphasize more? All right. So given what you've said, what part of yourself would you like to emphasize more? <sighs> hmm. I think it would be my wanting to spread kindness to others and allow others to understand the importance of it. Like it's really to cast, beautiful. To cast it upon someone. To cast it. Like a cloak to cover someone. Not like a fishing hook to like hook someone in with your kindness. No, because then it feels like they're attached to me and I want them to be free. Mm. I will insert some factoids about myself. Okay. Since you asked. My name is Sarah. I... 
to describe myself as curious, mm-hmm. questioning everything, adventurous, attentive. Genuinely interested in other people. Determined. I graduated this past couple of weeks from Trinity University with a Bachelor of Science with a focus in neuroscience. And I think everyone knows everything about us now. Yep, we let out the Pandora's box of our lives. That's that's everything. That's pretty much it, folks. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for thanks for coming in. I hope you you learned something to take with you. And and so tell me, Sophie, what? What are we, why are we here? Why are we what, here? What are we doing? Yeah. What draws um, us beyond, right here right now? Yeah. Well, I think you know this as much as I do, mm-hmm. but I'll tell a little story. Please. One day, spring of last year, I almost took a train back home. Home wasn't a home that I really knew very well. It was a Huga home, home in Copenhagen. I was feeling particularly lonely that day. Wanted to connect with friends, but just kind of felt like maybe I should just go home and, and keep to myself. But I decided to reach out to one of my friends um, in the city who was in the same program as I was. And she happened to be in a building not far away from me. So I just walked a couple blocks, went up the building and there she was, but with another person with curly hair and glasses. And actually the first thing I thought was, oh my God, I've stalked her. (laughs) I've stalked her on Facebook. Um. This person, a.k.a. Sarah, if if you might have caught on, she made a Humans of Copenhagen. Was it an Instagram account? Or like a Facebook page, wasn't it? It was both, but primarily through Instagram. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she had that whole project going on, and I had been seeing it from the comfort of my own screen without actually knowing who she was, but I know who I knew who she was in an avatar form. Let's just say that. And so I think I said something like, "Oh, are you the person who does humans of Copenhagen?" Like, "Oh, you're so cool." And Sarah was not supposed to be there, actually. If I recall, she was supposed to meet up with a mutual friend who was in town visiting. They were supposed to go to a board game cafe and. I think the friend was with some other people who were way too high um, and just didn't feel like that night was the night. So 
unexpectedly Sarah had some free time and we ended up talking and the three of us with my you know our mutual friend we went and got dinner and I guess the rest is history but not really because later on um, into the program we ended up taking a trip to Sweden in May right before we went back to the states and it was just the two of us we went backpacking and you know through our conversation we would always kind of gently settle back to this idea of oh we should make a podcast like what's that be <laughs> fun <laughs> I think we would have long and winding conversations that didn't really seem to end but we will hope to end this podcast and not bore you for three hours long <laughs> um fingers crossed fingers crossed we're, we're trying our best here but I don't know do you want to add anything else there um I would say that there is a reason why we're doing this podcast together and there's also a reason why we're doing this specific topic and perhaps we have cliffhangered the audience of one maybe two or three long enough so I think we can kind of bridge that connection and speak upon what we will do, what we will be talking about, which is the idea of flow. Flow. Flow on, flow on through. And this concept of flow will be explored, questioned, thought about in ways maybe not thought about before. And the reason why we're doing flow is primarily because of our, I suppose, connection, I think, with each other and the sense that I think time kind of just disappears, objective time at least, and brings upon a lot of new insights together in a mutual sense that I have found to be very rare in my conversations with people and it, it just uh, it's it's similar that our conversation flows and goes on with sometimes quite long silences but never uncomfortable silences on at least on my end and I allowing the other the opportunity to think and have that space and not feel this pressure to to say something while the other takes a drink and I think from that sense, we thought long and hard about our podcast ideas. We had many. There was an Excel sheet. <laughs> and ultimately, it's interesting. The, the day that we said, yes, we're going to do this, was not actually on flow. And we both went to bed. And literally, as I was writing, going to bed, I was writing down about my day. And I remember I, I wrote down, I was thinking, well, what, why us? You know, what about us? And I literally wrote, what is flow? And what flows? And I was thinking, well, we flow together. Huh, flow. Interesting. <laughs> and, and then I got really excited and I wrote all these things I think flows, such as the, the dress in the wind, the blood in your veins, your thoughts, and... So, so, so many 
physical entities, your physical body, the within, and all in between flows in some sense. And that is essentially what our podcast is about. And maybe this was better said in our bio. So check check that out for more of a shortened version. And I hope that through this podcast, maybe you'll think about flow differently and the, the mental state, the physical state, emotional, and just around your life and see how flow connects and just see this constant motion that we exist in and that we feel. Mm-hmm. And perhaps you will get something from this is an intention and and what what you get is not up to us to decide so perhaps it will offer something to you in some way universal you that was beautifully said sarah and i wanted to add that i think we share not only a connection to the flow between us but to flow with what we do in our lives with how we relate to things. I know that you are a teacher of yoga or an aspiring one, which I would presume, you know, kind of necessitates some flow there, right? I just got back from a meditation retreat where really I was just kind of trying to cultivate not only a sense of loving kindness, but a sense of flow within that. A meditation oftentimes re- represents flow to me. Um, so we hope that through this podcast, just like Sarah said, we are making some unique insights around flow and what, what emerges from this word. We're just centering ourselves on this word. It's almost like both of us are sitting atop. And we're just kind of poking and prying and using the word as as a guidepost, as like a compass, rather than a rigid definition. So we hope that you join us and explore with us at the same time. So going into rigid definitions... Yes, it's a great transition. And what we were thinking for this first episode is basically to talk about what flow is in different ways. And just so we kind of have a sense of different ways to look at it, different perspectives. And what we were going to start out with first is defining flow. And I'd like to shout out Oxford Dictionary for some definitions. Mm -hmm. Flow can be thought of in many ways. Yes. Thank you, Sophie. And we can have verb and noun. Maybe an adjective exists, but it wasn't there. And I'm going to quote Oxford Dictionary. Flow as a verb can be of a fluid, gas, electricity, moving along or out steadily and continuously in a current or stream. The second definition of flow as a verb is, quote, go from one place to another in a steady stream, typically in large numbers. Now, we can also view flow as a noun, which has two definitions I will read. It is the action or fact of moving along in a steady, continuous stream. And the second one is a steady, continuous stream of something. 
Now, if you notice, they're all somehow similar, except the one on electricity. It's it's about the steadiness, the stream, and the constantness, the con- continuity and the continuousness. And even though flow is both a verb and a noun, you see there are commonalities of flow being constant, being something in our lives that perhaps is invisible or maybe we just don't bring to the forefront. So rather it's not invisible to our sight, but just invisible to our consciousness. And I think maybe we can bring flow more into our our self-awareness and our everyday. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah. And, you know, going off of what you said about continuous stream, about how it just kind of is in our life, this is actually quite a studied topic in Taoism. Tao actually means like the all-encompassing force that cannot be perceived. And this is supposed to be thought of as some continuous stream that you can either resist, you can either try to force upstream, you can cling to a branch on that continuous stream river of life. But ultimately, if you follow cow or you follow the way, that is supposed to be when you're in alignment with life. Um, and so in Taoism, well, in the Chinese language, in Mandarin, there's Wu Wei, which describes non-action. And not, not the sort of non-action that we think in Western thought, like of passivity, of not doing anything, but it means effortless action or the path of least resistance. So it means basically going with the way, going along with this continuous stream. And that is another way that we can kind of think of flow. Lao Tzu in his 43rd chapter of the Tao Te Ching said that that which offers no resistance overcomes the hardest substances. That which offers no resistance can enter where there is no space. Few in the world can comprehend the teaching without the words or understand the value of non-action. Why is it that you chose to include that specific quote? I think especially the first sentence I felt very drawn to when thinking about flow, that which offers no resistance overcomes the hardest substances. And I'm a water baby. I must admit, I'm a Pisces. I know you don't follow astrology. I know you're not into the signs (laughs) and all that, but I think water does, it, it means something to me. It's like, um, a current that I'm attracted to um, and that kind of like elemental idea of just taking water for example it's very soft it's malleable it can fit into any space and it can be very gentle um, but it can be very forceful or it can act in its gentleness and that water has the power to erode rocks which are very hard and so you know we can take this this idea out into other areas of life and and see it in that way. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we'll likely explore throughout our episodes, looking at 
the history of flow and how cultures think about flow and how flow has flowed through time and space and geography and if there is a universal constant among flow Mm -hmm. or if there's variation and if you stick around we will get there I hope (laughs) (laughs) we'll be flowing along indeed indeed we will The word flow not only originates in Oxford Dictionary, but we can think about flow in psychology. Some of you may be familiar with the idea of flow states. This, When I think of flow state, I think of this intense focus of what you're doing being so deep in the present moment that everything around you is just blurred. Like if you wear glasses or if you need correction lenses, just imagine that you are hyper-zoomed into what you're doing, but everything around you has no glasses. Like, it's just blur. And I think that's how I imagine the flow state. And this idea of flow state was first talked about by a positive psychologist, which I will have Sophie say the name uh, because I would like to do it justice or have it be done justice for pronunciation sake. Yeah, hopefully I can do it justice, but I'm... Mm-hmm. It's Mihai Csikszentmihalyi Mihai, who wrote Finding Flow in 1990. And through this book, actually, it became a term that was like super popularized and that people really gravitated towards, especially in the media. According to Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, Mihai, what you're experiencing in that moment the moment of complete absorption where things seem to be effortless, but you're still acting. If we can you know, circle it back to Wu Wei, the same idea there. There's this altered perception of time. Time seems to just fall away. And not only time, but other worries, concerns, distractions, that seems to be tuned out, right? And in... Mihai Cheeks and Mihai's kind of conceptualization of the flow state. It's not just this state, but like what, how can we get to this state? And so he actually hypothesizes that there's this kind of fragile balance between our skills and the challenge level. And that if we hit that kind of, let's say like that tuning fork, you know, that of you have the right appropriate skills to meet that challenge, then you're more likely to get in that that flow state or that that state of complete immersion. The first thought that came to my mind was, you know, how do you balance this level of challenge and skill? Because often, especially in academia, desire is to to challenge yourself, right? To engage your frontal lobe, your higher thinking, this problem solving. And it's this question of at what level is it too challenging and what's, you know, what defines skill, right? Is it something that you have to be trained to or is it just your desire to learn? And that can be a skill itself. And mm-hmm. that that desire to learn can induce a flow state because whatever you do, you, you absorb yourself in it, right? But that's hard because we all have our own interests and understanding that flow state can be a balance of challenge and skill and also knowing 
what environments can we experience in? Experience this in, and are we even aware we're in a flow state? Um, can we just turn it off? Is it a switch? Or is it, you know, do we train ourselves? And, and are there any downsides to flow? Right? And those are definitely questions I don't think I have the answers to. I hope they are questions that we can explore throughout of how do you get flow? Why do you want flow? What does flow mean? What are the variations? Can it just be a part of someone? How does social uh, patterns and relationships influence flow? What does technology do to flow? And these are all things that interest me. Mm-hmm. And I'd also like to, to add on a, a quote from this positive psychologist. And regarding this, this mental flow state, he says, and I quote, every action, movement, and thought follows inevitably from the previous one. Like playing jazz, your whole being is involved and you're using your skills to the utmost. That's an end quote. And what I resonated with was your whole being is involved because we're all beings. And, you know, what does it mean to use your wholeness? Is it, I mean, is it everything? What does that mean? And, and that really intrigued me, you know, this engagement of the mind and the body and how we can use that mind-body connection to help understand this flow state. Mm -hmm. What I thought of when you were talking about, how do we know, you know, what skills we have? How do we know if it's like challenging enough? I often think about when people say, you know, just take one step outside of your comfort zone. Don't go a mile outside of it, right? And so the comfort zone is something that is very deeply personal to each, to each person. And so it's, it's often a somatic thing as well, as you were talking about, like the mind-body connection. The, the comfort zone is very physically felt. And so understanding, you know, what gets us activated. And if we can just inch one more step away from the comfort of smallness and engage in some sort of activity that that gets us outside of that comfort zone. I often think that, that it strikes a parallel with the skills and challenges. Mm-hmm. And you you raised a question about do you do you know you're in flow when you're in flow? And I think that we'll dive into this a lot more as the episodes go on. But I, I think that when you have this sort of like deep engagement with life, I don't think that there's a thought of like, I'm in flow. And so the very idea of flow is almost like you're not, you're not thinking about flow as you're doing it those two things can't coexist Mm. or can they, you know, but that's my idea of it. And sometimes I have this actually when I'm, I'm walking and I'm thinking I'm being so present. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I, I sometimes struggle with 
was literally saying I am being I don't know if you experienced that mm-hmm. so but sometimes I'm thinking I am being really present and I think the acknowledgement of being present disrupts the presentness and, Have you and so labeling? it's this... I don't believe I have okay well it's like a technique in in certain meditation and it's helping you identify things in the mind that are going on like processes so if you're thinking about oh my gosh what am I gonna have for dinner then you would label that as planning or like Mm -hmm. you think about oh my gosh what uh who's that person that came by the other day and I you know I could have sworn that's remembering so you once you catch yourself doing that you say remember and then you get back to the breath and I feel like when you say I'm being present it's like you're dropping in a word to the experience but it's not like the word took away the whole experience it's like you had that you know that sentence that phrase I am present and then you kind of let that kind of inform your experience right or kind of give that base label the label didn't the label is not the experience itself um within awareness the process the process that flows there we go exactly exactly and and also to to bring it back to to you know to why we're talking about this so thank you for staying Mm -hmm. with us if you've made it this far is the idea of this this being this whole being and flow and and the idea of being present it's kind of my idea with that and then you know a question to consider which we may address later is you know this flow essentially deep deep presence within us and 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 also even beyond psychology as well we often just have flow in our everyday language for example there's a very common saying that says go with the flow and often this is it's not go with the flow of the river, which maybe it's it's a more of a personality description. And you know, that's a question that we had while talking about this is do people have flow personalities? And and I believe people do, you know, and, and why do people do and, and what factors influence that? And and beyond, you know, go with the flow, we we have it also in literature, this idea that you ever read a paper and you said, Oh, that you know, flows really well. And, and then also, you know, we can have it in our attire, we can see a dress flowing in the wind, right? So even those three sentences that go with the flow, the writing has great flow, and that dress flows so beautifully, is that just that just demonstrates that flow can be thought about in so many ways, Mm -hmm. some in this uh, personality space, and how you act with yourself and others, and also just how you express yourself creativity creatively such as writing and also just literally things that you witness in your mm-hmm. life you know you can't really control the wind I mean you can artificial wind etc <laughs> but this idea that the dress flows because the yeah. wind is there I just heard and that's just something you yeah experience. I heard the other day someone saying you know I just felt like I knew that they were good for each other there was like a flow between them you know we even use it for, for mm-hmm. relationships or use it for our work workflow traffic mm-hmm. flow 
so many things that flow in language and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. But on, honestly, language has its way seeping into the media. Because <laughs> media is a form of communication to the masses. And flow has gone there as well. I mean, I think it might not be so surprising to to reflect on it and realize that flow has been a buzzword in the wellness community. It's kind of been this word that's been taken from Eastern philosophy or Eastern religion, such as Taoism and Buddhism, um, and and kind of like this mystical aspect to it. That's what that's what it Im- is imbued with in the West, like this this nature of like non-duality and um, kind of this new age hippie association with it as well. Um, but but it's also this marketing tool. I actually was just looking the other day at this alkaline based water um, and the name of it is Flow. There's also a lot of yoga studios and probably meditation studios, health, maybe vegan or gluten-free kind of healthy eating companies that have the word flow in them, kind of denoting this aspect of mm, wellness. Yeah, wellness. And as we've seen before, like Mihai Chiksen Mihai with his book Finding Flow um, back in the 1990s, that kind of ushered in this study of flow as positive psychology was becoming a lot more popularized and, and studied. So Sarah, do you have any other personal thoughts about flow? Well, I think as you know, as we've been talking about this, we've been talking about Oxford Dictionary and or one Oxford Dictionary and talking about the psychology of the origin of flow and how we see the media and how we see it in our language. And one thing to note is that we all may think about flow differently. And and maybe as a listener, you have, you don't know what flow is. You don't know what it means. And to know that there isn't necessarily one definition, right? There's so many ways we can think about it. And we each have our own experiences with flow and some not at all, right? It, it just depends. And, you know, I was thinking about this earlier and I thought, well, what do I think of with flow? And I think what I first thought was this kind of flow state of mind. And I believe I've experienced this before. It's primarily with my academic studies. And I think it's when I become so present and focused that especially when I know something a lot I I have this uh, mental map where I can see things on a page or something like on a physical surface and that helps me to remember and so it's not just remembering the information but remembering where that information is physically present and that helps you get that information and I think when I'm in that state I feel like in this flow but I've never labeled it as it I just label it as I'm focused so then you know the question is can 
a slow analogous to focus and or are they just partners and it's slow analogous to movement and you know because when i think about flow i think about movement as well migration transportation you know the funny thing is just as i met sarah during that time i was actually learning about flow in my positive organizational psychology class Hmm. Um, i took both positive psychology and the organizational aspect of it and so we delved a lot into this concept and so i have a lot of experience in in the literature of flow the flow state but i also saw it when we were in copenhagen like the way that that everyone would bike together you know in in a way that i had never seen before that flow and you could just everywhere you went in copenhagen you would walk by and you cut you would kind of see this flow between people like this self-organizing behavior that would kind of contribute to the stream of people's commutes or just life the stream of life of the city and like what would what would it be like without that would it you know a lot of times like Copenhagen is known for its biking culture and I often think about what would it be like without all of those bikes then we would have cars right (laughs) or people walking right yeah there would still be a stream of life but not in the same way um and and the other thing i i immediately gravitated towards with this word is an experience i had visiting a friend in vietnam if you have ever been to a different country if you are from the u.s um and experience what it's like to to be in the flow of of traffic of a of a road it can kind of be a a whimsical and also frightening experience depending on on where you're going but um definitely when i was in vietnam my friend would take me on her motorbike and I would just kind of like latch onto her for dear life because I seriously thought that any minute we would just get smashed by another motorbike. Usually motorbike, there weren't that many cars actually. And so I just, it was this exhilarating, you know, energy that happened when I was in the flow of traffic there. It was almost akin to going on like a, an amusement ride a roller coaster, but even more intense because I was not really strapped onto anything. And I'll never forget what my friend's mom said. She translated for me. She said, you know, yeah, it's, it's actually crazy, like the traffic here, but it's an art form. And I always like took that with me because it is an art form. Like you don't know if you're going to collide with someone if you're going to a to be able to like move into traffic move into the roundabout but you somehow always do 
And like, there's this natural like feedback that you get from everyone that's around you and from like the larger space, the structure around you. And it's just this kind of like dance of different moving objects, usually motorbikes. But I always think about that when I think of flow. Yeah. And I think we'll end this podcast. And so, you know, if you have been listening for this long, we appreciate you. Thanks for maybe getting in the flow with us, question mark. Um, We wanted to end with a cliffhanger for you. So maybe you drop on by for the next episode. But we're going to be talking about traffic flow. And something that we are going to be talking about, or no, not even that. Here's a question I want to ask you. Where do you think is the best place to be in for traffic? Like the most efficient place that you can be when you're in traffic. I'm not talking about like the front or the back of a traffic movement right no I'm not talking about where in in the line you are I'm talking about where geographically so maybe you'll think about this maybe you'll get stumped um, but we will we'll talk about this later right Sarah yes and and just a last note to comfort you is I was quite stumped and it's like a, a riddle and perhaps this will intrigue you and with that is our first outline of flow and if you stay with us we will continue the conversation so it flows (laughs) and so it flows